0: Welcome back to another episode of Let's Take It From The Top. I am your host, Hallie mastro here with another exciting episode. My guest today is Talia Suskauer. Talia is originally from Florida and studied musical theater at Penn State University. Upon graduating, Talia joined the off-Broadway and eventually the Broadway cast of Be More Chill as the female cover. And most recently, she has found herself flying high, defying gravity as Elphaba in the second national tour of Wicked. Talia and I have a bunch of friends in common, so I have been lucky enough to get a little glimpse into her journey joining Wicked through their Instagram stories and through her Instagram stories. But I am so excited to share our conversation that we had, really breaking down her experience of joining this national tour of this incredible show that, as you'll hear, she has loved for so long, just like I'm sure so many of you theater lovers out there have as well. I know I am definitely included in that roster of people who has seen the show multiple times and envisioned themselves up there. And Talia is going to share with us today what it was like to go from dreaming of being that green girl in the show to finally getting to strap on those boots and to fly high and... We're not sparing any details here, people. So before I get carried away and continue to talk about my love of Wicked, here is Talia. Hi, Talia. Hi. How are you?
1: I am doing well, you know, as well as we all can be right now, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That feels like the best answer, the the most common answer also. (laughs)
1: Yeah, of course.
0: Well, I'm so excited that you're here. Uh, before we hopped on here, we were both saying we have so many mutual friends, so it's nice to sort of connect our circles a little bit, and I'm really excited to talk about your journey of being on the Wicked National Tour as Alphaba. Yeah, Very excited.
1: pretty crazy stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so okay, I think we're ready. Okay. Let's take it from the top. Hey! So Talia, let's go all the way back. I mean, I'm sure you, you heard of Wicked before you auditioned for it. So what was your connection to the show even before you heard about going on this audition?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, anyone that knows me, truly anyone that has grown up with me, has known that like Elphaba was my top, top dream role. But I saw Wicked when I was I. think maybe nine years old and it was in like 2005 and my mom my sister and i went on a girl's trip to new york and we saw megan hilty and Shoshana bean okay and they were my first witches and i remember before this trip i was in like a little after school like musical theater class for like kids and this one girl just came in with like the wicked vocal song mm-hmm. book, like with the Wicked vocal book, that book that everyone had yes. um, in her hand. And she was like, I saw this new musical Wicked and I'm bringing in all the songs from it and I want to work on popular or whatever. And so she started like working on some songs from the show and I was like, what is this music? So I think my first real connection w- with Wicked was the music. And I was like, this is unlike anything I've ever heard. And I loved musical theater, but I also was nine. So like, I didn't really, (laughs) I'm not really deciding like what my life path is at that point, you know? But I was like, this is so great. And I remember telling my mom I wanted to see it. We went and saw it and I was like, oh my goodness, this is it, this is amazing. And ever since then, I think I immediately connected with Alphaba. and I was like, this is amazing. I'm serious when I tell you, I'm not even exaggerating. Like I would sit in my car in high school and just like, cry to I'm not that girl and like belt all the songs and put my head against the bus window on the way home like listening to these these songs and just imagining right and so I mean and then I look back and I you know sometimes I'm nostalgic and go through my pictures on my phone and I have like screenshots of like pictures of different alphabas like from 2013 I'm like what was I doing (laughs) but I think I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have that passion and for the show you know.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have like a similar story. I was so young when I saw it the first time. Yeah, I didn't really remember it. I just, it's so funny. This is like a little side note. But the one thing I remember of seeing it that first time was when she's like, when Fiera was like, what is it? And she says, for the first time, I feel wicked. Someone yeah. in the audience laughed and I was angry. Like little, however old I was, <laughs> eight or nine year old Hallie was like, how dare they laugh at this important moment? Right? Because for you, that invalidated what you were feeling, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. But that is like the one thing I remember. But then again, it like followed me as I got older. So I totally connect to that. Yeah.
1: And then of course I saw the show. It's funny. I went to college and then I went and saw one of our alumni, an alumnus from Penn State where I went. Her name's Caroline Bowman, and I went and saw her. She, we we had the same voice teacher at college, and I was always, like, obsessed with her, and I was like, this is so cool that, you know, my voice teacher is trained in Alphaba, and maybe, you know, I want to be the next Alphaba." and um, we went and we saw her as Alphaba on Broadway, and I will never forget, like, my voice teacher, like, in the first row, like, standing up and applauding her, and Caroline seeing her at curtain call, and I was yeah. like, I want that to be me, you know, and <laughs> that ended up happening, which is bizarre, you um, know, so.
0: That's so awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, so now let's go, Talia. Think of, like, that first audition, the first time you went in for Wicked. Yeah,
1: I mean, I went in – it kind of was one audition process for me. Um, It wasn't scattered. A lot of people with this show go in a lot of different times – across the beginning of their career and then the show says you know you're either not ready or we don't have a spot for you right now but they see a lot of people with Alphaba, there's really not an open call you can go to right so it's really just okay when is my agent or when am I going to hear from my agent right so when, I, when are they going to come to me with an appointment and so I was in Be More Chill on Broadway we were finishing that up I was looking down the barrel of unemployment truly and then the week before we closed, I was doing um, like a 29-hour reading during the days and then doing the show at night. And then I got an email from my agent saying, okay, we have an appointment for you for an immediate replacement for Elphaba on tour. And I was like, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. We, but then, okay, I went in on August 6th and I was supposed to be, like if I got it, in San Jose to meet the tour to start rehearsing, like... August 26th. Oh, wow. So, 20 days, right? So, I was like, okay, this is, they're really trying to cast this. So, I was like, this is it. This is it. This is the moment I've been waiting for. This is so cool. But I tried not to put so much pressure on myself because I have, i like I told you, I had heard of these stories of people going in a million times and also, like, I'm pretty young and so I said to myself immediately, right off the bat, this is going to be your first time going in and this might be one of 12, you know, so... Yeah. Just have fun. Introduce yourself to this team and don't put any pressure on yourself. Um, And just go in and sing your favorite songs. Like this is a chance for you to just like sing Wicked for the Wicked people. How cool. So I went in. I remember getting to the audition. I decided to wear um, jeans and like a fitted black T-shirt. And that was it. I wore that. And I think I wore my Docs. So I wore like my black Doc Martin boots And I just remember, like, feeling really good. Like, that's just an outfit that I would wear normally. And then I got there, and at first I was like, did I do something wrong? Because everyone else was, like, in long black dresses. And I was like, oh, I, like, fucked up.
0: Like, you know what I mean? Like, I made a
1: mistake. But then I was like, again, it's your first audition. You'll get feedback from your agents. It's fine. So I went in, and I had what was called the Elfgo Packet. So when you go in, you don't sing a random song. You go and you sing... Um, whatever they tell you to do from this packet from the show. So I think I had to sing The Wizard and I and Defying Gravity, but just that, of course, the back half, like the end. (laughs) So um, I was like, I had heard girls, you know, doing it before me. And I was like, all right, everyone's sounding pretty fierce, but just like go in and do your thing. And I knew that everyone going in for this part would be able to sing it. I I knew that what would make me stand out would be like just – my personality and the acting. I think that's just always the case. You know, anyone can sing anything pretty much, but it's just like, I need to show them who I am and what makes me right for it or not right for it. Who knows? Yeah. So I went in and I did Define Gravity and The Wizard and I, and I remember <laughs> Dan Michike, who is the music director on Broadway saying to me like, Oh, like, aren't you just like a big ball energy or something? And in his Dan way, he's just the sweetest. In my brain, I was like, Oh man, uh, well, Clearly they think I'm like this young girl. So like, just like continue to have fun, but you probably didn't didn't nail this, didn't get it. So they had me do it again and do one of the scenes. And then they were like, thank you so much for coming in. It was great to meet you. And I was like, peace. Like, (laughs) all right, cool. So I left right after my audition. I called my agent. I was like, hey, went really well. I'd love to get some feedback for the next time I go in. Truly, Holly did not think anything of it. I was like, don't. Like, I really don't think, any, like, nothing's going to happen.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but made a good impression, I thought. So I left. I was doing this little gig in Massachusetts with my boyfriend who plays piano. And so we were doing this little gig. And then I get a call from my agents going, hey, so we have your feedback. And I was like, oh, okay. And she was like, your feedback is you're in final callbacks and you're going in tomorrow. So you have to I'm like, I'm in Massachusetts, so I need to figure out some transportation. And I was like, what's the latest they can get me in tomorrow? And she gets back to me and she said 6 45 p.m. First of all, have you ever had an audition at 6 45 p.m. (laughs) So late and random. And so I was like, (laughs) okay, sure. So truly I'm we rush back. It is the heat of summer in New York. I feel like disgusting. I'm on the train wearing my same like Shirt and black, like black shirt and jeans outfit. I'm like dripping. I'm running to Telsey. Telsey like has the lights off. Like there's no one there except <laughs> for like this one room. So I'm like, oh, like truly, I'm the last person here. And so I go in for the uh the associate director. Her name's Lisa Leguio. She's like, and she is, she's amazing. She has been with us. She's Joe Mantello's assistant, and she just like knows the show. She truly just knows the show in and out. And so I did. She had me do each of the songs three times, which was I was like, and mind you, I had just finished my show. I was not expecting this. I was not in tip top vocal shape. I was not like expecting to go on for wicked the next day. And so I knew that again, like my voice was not gonna like get me this on that particular day. It was gonna have to be the acting. So she had me do each of the scenes a few times as well. Then she had me squeak out I'm not that girl at the end, which is so hard because it's so low yeah. and like the rest of the songs are so high, you know, so <laughs> I did that and then she turns to me. She's very intense and wonderful, but she was like, as she's like leaving, she had to run out for something. We spent 45 minutes together in that room working on things, but afterwards she was like, don't forget anything I told you today. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I still like I was like whoever thinks like they're going to get this part, you know what I mean? So I was like, okay, like maybe for the next time, like I'm just going to keep working my way through this and I left and I went home to Florida, um where I'm from and I was with my dad and we were about to fill out the unemployment website together, like apply mm-hmm. for unemployment and literally as I'm doing this, um again, I was supposed to leave in like a week. Right. If I get this. So I assumed I didn't. And I texted my agents that morning and I was like, Hey, just want to confirm. I didn't get this just so that I can, you know, move on with my life. And right. they actually called me an hour later. And they were like, we just heard like, y- are you ready to go on tour? You got it. And at first when they were calling me, I was like, okay, they're calling me cause I'm like the standby or I'm the understudy or something. And they were like, no, you're you're fully going to be Elphaba you're leaving in a week, like get back to New York and pack up. And I was like, Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! It was just two times and kind of crazy.
0: Wow. That is really oh incredible. And like you said, it's that situation of like, you have to tell yourself like, you know what, I'm just going to go in and do what I have to do and enjoy it. But you never know when it is. Right. Because if you tell, if I
1: tell myself in my brain okay this is my dream role you got one chance you know and i would kill myself truly like i don't think like, those thoughts would be harmful to me um but going in with a no pressure at all just was i think it
0: saved me in that situation you know yeah for sure So then let's think that literally the next week, getting, joining the tour, what were like those next couple of steps? What did you have to do to get yourself ready?
1: Yeah, so I was really concerned because in my wildest dreams, if I could plan out the situation, you know, I would have several months before joining I would you know take a lot of voice lessons and get in the gym and build my stamina up like that would be my ideal situation I was really scared and I had a lot of like almost imposter syndrome I was like maybe they weren't correct in my casting maybe they just don't really know maybe it was just so last minute that they just had to choose me I had all of these terrible thoughts you know in my head and that was really unhelpful Um, and I was like, I don't have time for voice lessons. I don't have time for any of this. Like, what if I'm not going to be ready for this? You know, I open in a month, basically. This is insane. So I get there and basically everyone was like, you need to calm down. Like, you're going to be fine. You're (laughs) here for a reason. And I remember getting into rehearsals with my music director initially and I was so scared. I was like, I'm going to open my mouth and he's going to be like, go home, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And then I joined, you know, this tour uh, that has been running for I think I was the 13th alphabet on this particular tour. Huh? So it's been running for a while. You know, you had, you had these amazing people, Christine Dwyer, Jessica Vosk, like all of these incredible people on this tour that I have listened to for years and that I cannot believe I'm the next one. And so I had all these thoughts running through my head. And so I got there and they were like, they kind of gave me the lowdown and then right away we just jumped in. So our incredible production stage manager, who he's just a legend, uh, David O'Brien we call him OB. It was basically me and him for like two weeks straight. We I think we got through Act 1 actually almost fully in one day. It was just him just like walking me through the show essentially because he's put so many alphabas through this. And that was It's insane. It's very tiring and it's a lot. So I'm not, you know, creating a show like I had just been in Be More Chill where like they were creating it in front of me. I'm stepping into, I'm now a cog in this machine that has been running, this well-oiled machine that's been running for years. And so I need to be like, I need to hit every single mark perfectly. I need to be on the numbers perfectly um, or else I won't be in my light.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You know, they're not going to work it around me. I have to fit into this, but be Talia. In this, you know, so that was the big challenge for me. And we worked through it and I was overwhelmed, but he is well equipped to deal with overwhelmed alphabets and <laughs> we got through it. And actually, what was really cool is that my standby, um, her name is Natalia Vivino. Mm-hmm. She's actually Donna Bavino's younger sister. Who's like a big, big alphabet. She's amazing.
0: I um, did the Jimmy Awards with Natalia when we
1: did. were. Yep. She's <laughs> so funny! Oh my god! She is, well, she's like my best friend out there. She's incredible. But she actually joined the tour same time as me, and we were being put in together. So we were the first alphabet wow. and standby t- being put in together. Usually, when an alphabet is being trained, it's by herself and the stage manager. He had the task of training two alphas. So it was basically the three of us in this room and he would t- teach me something. She'd be writing it down and then he'd say, okay, Natalia, get up here. And then I'd sit and write down and watch her. And when I've explained this to other people, they're like, well, what's, you know, it's your part. Like, what was, it? I was like, no, it was such a gift to be able to like watch someone else do the blocking, you know, yeah. and interpret it in their own way. And we've shared this part like so beautifully together and to experience this with her and the rehearsal process and when we were both feeling overwhelmed we had each other and i don't think a lot of alphabets had that and this part can feel very solitary that's what i had heard from a lot of women that had played this role and i think i didn't feel that way so much because i had her Mm -hmm. you know so the next few weeks basically looked like uh rehearsals with ob and then we kind of slowly added people so we slowly added dance captains Um, My Glinda, who also joined the tour same time as lead Glinda, but she actually had been on the tour for like four years as an understudy to Glinda. So she joined a little later. She came in the mix with us and we slowly started adding principles. And finally it was time. Three and a half weeks later. That's all I had. Wow. So that's
0: crazy, but awesome. (laughs) I mean, it's insane. Yeah to right, you because really you think about this role and the whole show like because it's funny too you think of like oh wizard and i Defying grass there are so many other
1: things like <laughs> i had sure. no idea truly i was like okay she has her four songs no i got like a million duets and i'm in this song and this song and this song and i'm in this scene where i'm screaming and then i have to sing like it's those things that no one tells you about that you have to learn. And it was, um, the alpha before me, Marianne Torres, I was so privileged to be able to watch her before I took over. First of all, she's so gracious and kind. And second of all, she's an absolute beast. She's like a force to be reckoned with. And so watching her navigate it and then talking with her and I was like, how do you do it? Like, please. I just wanted someone to tell me the secret. I was like, how do you survive this? And she was like, you're going to hate what I have to say, but what I'm going to tell you is you just have to do it. And I was like, that's not a secret. Like, what? <laughs> He was absolutely right. Because yeah. I don't think I was done learning after three and a half weeks. How could you be? It was trial and error for months until I figured it out, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. And that was something I was going to ask you. When you joined the tour, like, did you get to watch the show when you got there? And what was that like compared to when you've seen it before?
1: Yeah. So the first time I watched the show... After knowing I was going to be Alphaba, because every time I had seen it before, it was always like, I want to do this so badly, you know? The first time I watched, I kind of let myself say to myself, don't look at this for blocking, don't look at this for staging, because you don't know it yet. Watch this just to watch it. And I was bawling the whole time. I just couldn't even believe that that was going to be me in a few weeks. But after I saw it a a few times uh, while learning it, after I had learned it, my stage manager actually said to me, stop watching the show.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because now you're learning it as you you do not want to take on anyone else's alphabet this is your alphabet now so stop watching it you can watch their last show if you want before you go on but you need to develop who you are in this piece and also because you know when you've been in a role for a really long time like these women had before me had been in it for like six months right they kind of develop their own way of doing things that might not be exactly what you're being taught with the blocking so i didn't he, he didn't want to confuse me at all um so yeah I kind of stopped right after the first few times but
0: yeah yeah, yeah. that makes sense yeah. <laughs> yeah. cool so let's think about the first show the first time you went on if you can't even remember what it was like what was that whole day like for you
1: I mean crazy well I'll tell you the weekend leading up to it was especially crazy because if you've ever seen these wicked press shots like they're iconic, right? It's Joan Marcus. So we had our photo call that weekend. And after our photo call, like the next day or that, yeah, the next day we had my put in, which was the first time I was really going to do it. Um, So I kind of considered that really my first go at it because it was the first time I was fully in costume. We didn't have a full orchestra, but we had like piano and drums, full tech Um, and it was the first time that my Glinda and I were like doing the show. We were, I think it was, oh yeah. And our wizard was being put in as well. So it was the three of us in costume and everyone else is not in costume. Yeah. And we got through it and we did it. And I'm so grateful for that experience because I think it calmed me down and showed me, okay, I can do this. And then I had still a couple more days left to rehearse. And then I opened on that Tuesday. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think it's, yeah, I think it was a Tuesday, September 24th, 2019. Mm I opened in Las Vegas and my boyfriend had just flown in from New York. My parents came in my drama teacher slash director from high school and her husband flew in like a ton of people flew in to see, to see my first show. And that morning I started to regret that. I was like, Oh my God, why did I tell all these people to cover my first show? Like why did I do this to myself? But then I was like, you know what? No, you're going to be enriched by the fact that they're there. You know, I'm going to feel their energy. And like, even if everyone else doesn't like it, you got these, you know, 15 people that are going to clap. So that's good. <laughs> but that morning I was like, I can't be- I mean, I was just get- getting an outpouring of love from my friends and my family that day. And I felt like I had a lot of like hands on my back, like guiding me, you know what I mean? And so I got there. It's just a lot of love when you're being put in the whole cast just like surrounds you and checks on you. Like everyone popped into my dressing room that day and just was like, you got this, you could do this. I had a really, really good friend from college who was in the company. He's one of the Fiero covers. And so he popped in and he gave me a squeeze and you know, I felt ready. They really don't, they make sure that you're ready Mm -hmm. when you go on. And so I have to tell you though, when I stepped on the stage, I was like, Can I act? I was like, I think I forget <laughs> what like acting in theater is like. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. have I ever been in a show before? <laughs> um but I got out and Alphabet's first moment is running through this clock that opens and it's I just remember like the applause like everyone like the audience was with me and they were like we're here for you we know it's your first show like we got you and like that felt really really good and um my cast members like who are supposed to hate me in the first scenes like trying not to smile at me like (laughs) but like we're here for you felt really good and um I remember just like I was like get through the like take it step by step right I was like So let's get through our our big hurdles and like once you get through all of them you're gonna be done. So I got through the wizard and I and that felt great. I was like they know I can sing. All right, let's move on. Like, and um, I was really nervous though because getting into the levitator during defined gravity is it's tough. They teach it to you um, with your eyes closed because that's how pitch black it is going in there. Yeah, and I have like seven seconds essentially to like turn around and like step into this thing. And so I was like Talia. You just need to fly, fly for your family. They didn't come out all the way out here to have a no fly show. Like you have to just get up there. And I remember literally I got in there at the last second because I could not find it. I was like, this is going to be a disaster. And I have to say this line right as I'm getting in there. I have to go. "Um, It's not her. She's nothing to do with it. I'm the one you want. It's me. And like, I remember (laughs) I have like a recording of myself of Defying Gravity that first night and I say that line so fast you can barely <laughs> understand it because I'm like I'm scared I'm not gonna go up but finally I got up there and it felt amazing and then act two really is kind of like a breeze compared to act one and yeah. it was amazing it just it was as good as you'd ex- expect and ob- like in terms of how it felt obviously like I made mistakes and you know, it's going to happen. There's a lot of adrenaline kicking through your body at that point. But it's like, I mean, it was a dream. And just to like, see my parents out there and hopefully all they spent on my lessons growing up and college, just like, hopefully that made it worth it. Um it was just special I'll never forget it and hopefully I'll have another one we get you know a very special second opening night right yes
0: Yes, for sure oh my gosh it's funny I've had so many people come on and that's always something that people say like when we do get to go back how much like even more special that has the potential to be is really exciting and Yeah. yeah So let's think, Talia, like after that opening night, obviously you're traveling around and moving to all these different theaters, all these different places. What did you learn about how to take care of yourself and how to be able to do that marathon of a show every night?
1: Truly marathon. That's a really good question because I think I learned things that I, if you would ask me this question, like, as I was just starting, and I was like, what, what do you think you're going to learn? I would say to you, oh, you know, I'm going to learn, you know, what works for me in terms of vocal health and what works for me in terms of traveling. What I now know is that I learned not only all of that stuff, but I also learned um, mental health wise, the toll that it takes in terms of consistency. I'm a perfectionist, and I had to actually let that go because this show is a marathon and there's so much to do. I have to remind myself that I'm a human woman. I'm not a robot. Nothing's going to be the same every night, nor do I want it to be. And it is okay if I mess up a little bit sometimes because I'm not perfect, you know? And there's also this thing when you're, I had never done a show for longer than a few weeks. Mm-hmm. during like summer stock, right? So I no, that's not true. I did be more chill, but I wasn't in it every night. So I wasn't doing a long running show where I have to be in it every night and evolve with it, right? Yeah. So there's this weird point when you're doing a long running show where the show has to go from short term memory into long term memory. It's a very weird transition where you kind of have to like actively remind yourself not to run on muscle memory anymore. and you have to stay engaged. And I had um, a show where I really had a bad mess up. I just blanked out. um, Because I think I was relying on muscle memory. I was thinking about something else. And I forgot a huge chunk of lyrics in one of the songs. And it traumatized me, like truly traumatized me. And for I think about a month and a half afterwards, I was like, Every single move I made, I was like, I'm like I had the demons in my head saying, You're gonna forget this, you're gonna forget this. And like, imagine that every single night, every scene, every song, I had those voices in my head saying that to me, and it was like very scary. Um, and I almost like had a few panic attacks on stage, and I eventually went to my stage manager and I was like, What do I do about this? Because this is very scary for me. And I almost had to call out of the show because I had a panic attack. And he was like, Listen. This happens to every single woman that plays this role. It's a lot. And you have to give yourself grace and just like tell, you know the show. It's in your bones. You've been singing these songs since you were younger. This stuff is in you. Let those demons go. Give yourself grace. Forgive yourself. And like transition out of this. Okay? It's fine. And so I took that advice to heart and I just moved on and I think that occasionally yeah I still have those voices in my head telling me we're gonna forget this or like what do you, what if you go up and then I just kind of say you can leave now you know it's like get out of my brain you know this and so it's the mental health toll that I don't think I realized going in um then there are also times where like mentally I have to take a break like I have to call out because like I get up in the morning and I just don't think I can do it that day I'm exhausted and I think I didn't realize I'd ever feel like that. You know, I'd be like, oh, maybe my voice is too tired. But I don't, but I think more often than not, it's just like I have a full body kind of lethargia that takes over me that I'm like, I, I can't do it today. And that's okay because Natalia is brilliant and like ready to go. So it's giving myself grace on days where I can't do it. And also just like knowing my limits. Like there are some people that are very strict with themselves and what they put into their bodies and I am as well, but I think also, like, I'm not a crazy person about it, like, okay, if I want to have a glass of wine, I I know that I can do that, and still do the show the next day, and some, you know, I can eat certain things, and I cannot eat certain things, but I'm not a crazy person about it, like, it's all trial and error, right, so if I do something that I find out is not good for this, for me, I'm like, okay, I just won't do that again, (laughs) but Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, and then it's all about, like, Listening and responding to the people on stage. And if I do that, I know I'm gonna be successful every single time because that's what acting is. So yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it kind of goes again with what you were talking about, even when you did your audition. it's it's a mind game. Those those voices pop in of like, Am I even worthy of, of being here? Can right? I do this? And you do, you have to you can listen to them and you can hear them and you just kinda gotta push them aside. I feel like that's so important, especially in our field of of what we do yeah And and we have this
1: like thing especially as young actors that I've found that like oh maybe I'm too young to be here or maybe I am not I don't have enough experience to be in this room with these people and like that's something I wish I could tell young actors to like just get out of their heads right now because that's not helpful and you're in the room for a reason every single time like you wouldn't be in that room if someone didn't think you were worth it Like there are a million people out there. There's a reason why you
0: have been chosen for this job. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh, I love that. That's really important. I love that. So in a a sort of other note, I want (laughs) to know if there was a place that you went on tour, that was like your favorite place to go. And like, how did you find a balance? Like, were you able to explore a lot or did you have to sort of check in with yourself and see if you could go and explore wherever you were?
1: Yeah, that's a huge thing for me is um, making like my home in a certain place because uh, we're lucky on this tour that we don't have one nighters. It's really not like that. We're, we're We're not in a place for less than two weeks. So... I'm really able to get to know where where we are, the place that we're in, and so I made sure to whenever I could book an Airbnb for myself, so that I felt like I had a little home base to go to. And so I did a lot of research. I'm a huge coffee drinker, so I was like, "Where are the cute coffee shops? I want to live near a cute coffee shop slash near the theater." And I'd always find the little places that felt like home, places I could walk to. And Atlanta was an amazing city for me. We were there for a month. And I had a really cute Airbnb with Natalia and my friend Jackie, and we made it our home truly. And um, I mean, it just, it felt, yeah. I mean, during the days, I don't really have a lot of rehearsals unless we're putting in someone and they need me for something or I'm specifically called. So my days are free. So I'm really able to just walk around and explore and it keeps me sane and I get to explore a new city. And so I did that really everywhere. So Atlanta was one of my favorites. St. Louis, I unexpectedly loved. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved my Airbnb there. And I also just think the city's really cool. Um, Gateway to the West, as they call it. And then, I mean, we opened in Las Vegas, which was (laughs) very cool, right? (laughs) Like normally you go to Las Vegas and you're there for like a couple days on a weekend. Um, But we were there for several weeks. So that was very cool. And then next we went to New Orleans. Okay. Also very cool.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean, tour is just the best. And just getting to see the country, like, when else would you spend three weeks in Little Rock, Arkansas, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> never. I don't know, unless you live there. But yeah, so very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it sounds really cool. That's always been something I love to ask people that because everyone, too, has, like, different answers for, like, the top in their in their top lists of where they go. Yeah, so.
1: right? I mean, we were about, I think, hopefully, we end up playing, like, we have some Texas stops. I've never been to Texas. So that's going to be cool. And we were supposed to play Canada this summer, mm. which is so sad because, like, Canada in the summer would have been perfect. But
0: yeah. next time, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> When it picks back up, you'll be there hopefully hopefully in the, winter and hopefully in the summer. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine that would be <laughs> like huge jackets freezing? <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> Amazing. So Tali, one last thing before we leave. So I mean you even talked about it. You were in this huge sisterhood of incredible women who have played this role. And so I sort of want to throw the question that you said that you asked before you stepped into the shoes of like, what is the secret? What, if you had to answer that question now, what do you think? Yeah, I mean,
1: I think that it's a combination of trusting that you have been chosen for a specific reason and that you are meant to be there. Mm -hmm. So holding tight to that and then just going out and doing it and knowing that, each show is not going to be perfect it's trial and error and you're going to figure out that there are going to be some things that work and some things that don't work and then you're going to adjust the dials accordingly so it's a mixture of you know having that confidence that you're there for a reason and then just going and doing it and I think that's all it's really what I've heard from a lot of people too is that you just just got to do it just do it right yeah and again that that's like not what people want to hear like (laughs) you want to hear, like, I wanted to hear, like, okay, in this section, if you do this a certain way, it's going to be perfect. That just, everyone's different. That's not going to be the case. But you just need to be kind to yourself, too. That's another thing is that, like, this is really hard. It's mentally, physically, emotionally taxing. And you have to be nice to yourself because if you're not, then you're going to dig yourself into a hole. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. No, I think that's great. And I really love the idea of like the trusting in yourself and that you're there for a reason. And I think what, in whatever role you play or wherever you find yourself, that's an incredible thing to keep in mind. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Talia, this was incredible. I want to thank you so much for sharing your story with us and to all the little baby alphabets out there. I can't wait for them to listen to this and to see you yeah. can do it. You, you did it, and it's really inspiring to hear your story and to see where you are, so. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Of course. It was yeah. so nice to meet you. Thanks so much Good for chatting. Oh,
1: to yeah, absolutely.
0: Wow, we find ourselves at the end of another amazing episode. I cannot thank Talia enough for sharing her journey so truthfully and honestly with us, right? A lot of the times we see people booking the jobs and doing the thing, and it can look so perfect and magical. And while it can be all of those things, to acknowledge that we struggle and that we have to be our own best friend and pull ourselves up through those dark times allows us all to realize one that we should trust in ourselves more and two that anything is possible and that's really what I got from Talia today like I just said all of you baby alphabets out there myself included if Talia can go from being that fangirl to working hard and training and getting herself mentally, physically, emotionally ready to do this role, we all can do the same with this role or any other role that exists in the theater or not. If you would like to follow Talia some more, her Instagram and Twitter handles can be found in the show notes along with the Instagram handle for Let's Take It From The Top for my personal page and a link to the Let's Take It From The Top email. Please let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know some future guests you'd like to have on and feel free to share this episode of the podcast with someone who you think might enjoy it. Well, I believe that brings us to the very end of another very interesting episode. I thank you so much for spending time with me. Another big shout out and thank you to Talia. And I guess I'll see you next time on Let's Take It From The Top.